Welcome to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. We feature exciting guests, real conversations, and actions you can take to reach the biggest possible audience for your work. I'm Becky Robinson, your host for the podcast, the founder and CEO of Weaving Influence, and the author of Reach, Create the Biggest Possible Audience for Your Message, Book, or Cause. I also created the Reach More Readers Workshops. Thank you for choosing to learn with me, and I hope you'll take action today as a result of listening to this show. If you benefit from the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us to help us reach more listeners. Hello, everyone. This is Becky Robinson, and I'm so glad to be back with you for another episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast. It's actually the first episode post the launch of my book, Reach. So um, it's been a, a really exciting ride lately, and I'm thrilled today to be with my friend, Susan Friedman, and I'm going to let Susan introduce herself in a moment. But before I do that, I want to ask you to make sure you listen to the entire episode, because at the end of the episode, I have a really, really special treat for you, and you're not going to want to miss it. So Susan, before we get started with our conversation, could you take a moment to tell us about yourself and about the work that you do in the world? Absolutely, Becky. And before I even do that, I've got to do a big shout out, a congratulations on the launch of the book. It's amazing. I've read it and I'm like, I wish I'd written this book. (laughs) (laughs) Any event, it is fabulous and everybody should read it. Um, Any event, Susan Friedman, and I am known as the author marketing mentor. I help nonfiction authors find their place in the marketplace, and particularly within a niche market. Also have a publishing company, Aviva Publishing, where I publish nonfiction works. But uh, we can get to a lot of that as we sort of vacillate and navigate our way through this interview. And I'm sure lots of different things will come up, Becky. Yes, I can't wait. And um, just a quick note about your podcast. Um, You have hundreds of episodes out there in the world, including a few with me and another one coming next month. So if you enjoy this conversation, that I've got a podcast and I host this six-year-old podcast. Yes. Just a wealth of information for authors, primarily nonfiction, but, you know, fiction authors can get a lot out of uh, the information that's posted in there. So yes, bookmarketingmentals.com. Thank you. Of course. And hopefully folks will hop over next month to hear the episode that you and I recorded about my book. So this next series of episodes that we're going to be having, we're going to be highlighting the four commitments that I outlined in my book, but we're going to be bringing on experts like Susan to share their unique perspectives on each of the four commitments. So today I'm thrilled, Susan, to talk to you about value, because when I think about helping authors to clarify their value, their target audiences. You are always the person who comes to my mind because of your book, um, which talks about the riches in the niches. And before we started to record, we were talking about, you know, niche, niche, you know, so we'll probably use those pronunciations interchangeably. But as it relates to this, Susan, what do you think about and how would you define value? 
So that's really interesting because I had never thought about that before. And then you sort of challenged me. And when I was reading your book, I was like, value, value. Yes, I love to give value. And to me, the idea of value is giving something to someone of what I feel is important that will help them uh, in their success as we're looking at nonfiction authors being successful, not only with their book, but with their place in the market. Um, however, that value, I might think it's valuable, but unless you, the receiver, doesn't believe it has value, then it doesn't have value. So I can, you know, give and give and give, but if it isn't received in the, in the way that it's going to be helpful, then it's from the other person's point of view, I believe that the real uh, meaning of the word value comes in. Well, I know, um, Susan, that you've coached and mentored a lot of nonfiction authors, and I'm curious how often you work with authors who don't have clarity about their core topics or about the value that they hope to bring or about the target audiences they hope to reach. How do you work with them? So far too many authors come and they just haven't got a clue. And it's sad because they've written this incredible piece or, and with a message for people. But when I ask them, well, who is your book for? Who is your message for? It's like, well, it's a universal message. Therefore, it's for everyone. I don't want to negate that because it could absolutely be for everyone. But we're usually solopreneurs or entrepreneurs. We've got a few people working with us and <laughs> marketing to everyone, not even Procter & Gamble try that. And they've got a lot more money to put into marketing than we have. So narrowing that into a, a niche <laughs> market, mm. narrowing it down, targeting it more is much, much, much more effective. And yes, uh, to get clarity on that, uh, we do spend a lot of time on those two, finding the niche, getting clarity on the message that they want to put out to the marketplace that will be valuable to the people who need what the author has to offer. Does that make sense, Becky? It does. So maybe you can say a bit more, Susan, about why having a niche is so important. Standing out from the crowd. When everybody's zigging, I want to zag. I want to do something that's different from what everybody else is doing because you're more likely to stand out and you're standing out in a particular market where there is a particular need that you can um, address. For example, and this is my experience, is that I was in the trade show arena for 25 years working in the trade show industry. And I went from a nobody in that industry to being the go-to expert with regard to trade show training. And how did I do that? I did it because I penetrated that marketplace. I was in every publication. I was you know, equivalent to online, being online didn't exist then, I'm showing my age now. But the fact is that uh, you've got so many tools now, but you're seen and heard and you have a message. And it doesn't matter that everybody doesn't hear you. You know, 
I was famous in the trade show arena. Outside of that, I was a nobody. Hmm. But within that arena, which was most important to me, because that's where my market was, that's where I made uh, the impression. Um, so yes, and so that's the importance of of serving a particular audience, and it doesn't matter what happens outside of that. Can you serve other people? Absolutely, you know, um, and I believe you address this in the book. This whole idea of fear of focus uh, is also people suffer from. So yes, but we can go on and on and on about all of this. <laughs> Well, let me pick up on something that you said that I think is really critical and I don't want our listeners to miss. So you were talking about your own experience of becoming known in your niche of trade show organizations. And the way you did that was you showed up with content of value in multiple publications so that whenever people were reading on those topics, you were the expert with a voice adding to the conversation. And so it sounds to me like importance is if you can be clear about your niche, then you can be clear about the publications or the places that you need to show up so that you can become known. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because one of the questions I I often get, and I'm sure you do too, is which is the best platform for me to be on? Should I be on all of them? Well, is your target audience on all of them? Where is your target audience? Because that's where you need to show up. If they're not online, if they're not on social media, then don't put your energy in that, into that. Your own list is the best marketing medium that you have. That list is gold dust. So the more that you build on your own list, um, you're building something much more secure than building on what's known as rented land, which is all the different social media platforms. Well, yes. And this week, I'm especially aware of that with the changes happening on Twitter. And so we never know when those channels that we're investing our time and energy are going to shift, whether, you know, by an acquisition or changes to their operating, you know, the the tide of people's attention to Twitter may evaporate with this new change. So um, definitely, I'm on board with you, Susan, about the importance of the spaces that we own. Um, so I'm curious uh, what challenges you've seen authors face when they don't have clarity about the value that they want to bring or the audience that they want to reach. What do you notice with them? They just waffle around. They just don't go anywhere. And often they don't listen to me in the beginning because they see so much out there in the marketplace that everyone's posting on Amazon. Therefore, I need to post on Amazon. Everyone's getting bestseller status. Therefore, I need to get bestseller status. And so the energy is being poured into areas that aren't necessarily helpful to your true uh niche audience, your true target. So my first uh, recommendation would be is really to identify um, who you are going to serve. And interestingly enough, what I find more often than not, it comes from your experience. If you've been in a certain industry, you often go back into that industry because it's something you know and you have connections in that environment. And don't negate that at all. Um, 
I had a client who was in who was an RN and she was burnt out. She just wanted to get as far away from nursing as she could. And she said, all I want to do is I, I've, I've got this great sense of humor. I want to share my humor with everyone. And I said, Karen, who best to share your humor than with other nurses who are burnt out and stressed? And guess what? She's the number one expert in that arena now. And it's because she suddenly went back into an environment who know her. They, they know that she knows how they feel because she's been in their shoes. So that is so, so important uh, when it comes to, you know, identifying that niche market, even if you want to run a million miles away from it, there's still some aspect of it that you could definitely share your experience and your message. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I've been thinking about a client um, who we're, we've been serving for a long time. And he happens to come from spaces that are connected to his faith communities. And for a long time, he's resisted kind of leaning into that. And we we're finally getting to the point now that we're going to be more faith forward. Well, those are the people who know him. Um, and, he, and he has quite a broad reach already across sectors, but I'm excited to see how we can grow even farther by focusing in on those faith communities to which he's been connected over time. So back to the topic of value, I'm curious from your perspective, Susan, how an author or thought leader can determine whether or not their work is valuable. Ask, which is something that was very hard for me to do in the beginning. I resisted asking. I thought I could second guess what people needed and what people found valuable. And that didn't serve me. And so I would really recommend that authors um, go out there and just ask, find out if what they are sharing is of real value to the audience. And not only is it, because the answer could be, oh yes, then how are you going to use this? How do you see implementing this How's it going to help you overcome those challenges? And is it really the solution that you're looking for? Because that's always what you're looking uh, to find is how can you help people solve their problems, their, their challenges, whatever you want to call it. But hey, you're the fix it. You're the medicine. <laughs> yes. Well, so as we come to the end of the conversation, I have another question I want to throw in at the end, if that's okay. I was thinking about your role with a publishing company, and you are likely evaluating manuscripts and ideas all the time to find out if, if you want to pursue a project. So I'm curious if you would share your criteria for how you would evaluate, because I think that could shed some light on this topic of value. So the, the whole, the two questions that I ask and that is literally, who's the message for? And what is the message? Clarifying that. So the, what is the message that you want? And then who needs what you have to offer? And that needs to be very clear because otherwise the author's just not going to be successful. Because as I say, they're going to be running all over the place, throwing spaghetti against the wall, hoping some of it will stick. In, 
spending rather than investing a lot of money into services because there are a lot of shiny objects in this in this space as you know and everybody's throwing money at this shiny object or that one and if it doesn't serve you you're just throwing money at somebody somebody's getting rich from you but it's not serving you so i think that leads to our next um segment you know every episode of the Book Marketing Action Podcast includes some action steps. So if you are listening to this episode, the first action step that I want you to think about is, can you answer those questions that Susan uses to evaluate manuscripts? Do you know what the content is that you want to share, what the message is, and do you know who you want to share it with? And please, please be as specific as possible in identifying that audience. Uh, The second action step I have for you is uh, a commercial of sorts, if you'll forgive me. Uh, So my team and I are helping to support an event called the BK Nonfiction Book Marketing Workshop. It's coming up on June 8th and 9th. It's a virtual workshop. And we're coming up in a about 10 days on the early bird price going away and the full price uh, being applied. And so if you are an author who's looking for some support on your journey and you write nonfiction, I can personally tell you that the lineup of speakers is absolutely amazing. And I'm on the lineup. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I am on the lineup, but I'm, I'm not saying that about myself. You know, we have Pam Slim, who's been a past guest on this podcast, who's going to be a keynote speaker. We also have Natalie Nixon, who's the best-selling author of a book on creativity, and she's going to be sharing some of her lessons and insights on book marketing. We're going to have lots of opportunities to get to know each other, uh, to network as authors, and it's a really inexpensive price, really affordable for two-day training. So the second action step I have for you is for you to check out the BK Nonfiction Marketing Workshop and consider joining me for that two-day event coming up in June. And if for some reason you're listening to this podcast after the event has concluded, you can actually buy the recordings of the sessions and experience that um, on your own timetable. So I hope, Susan, that you'll consider joining us or you'll consider inviting some of your authors in your network uh, to join the event. And so I promised you at the beginning of the podcast that we would have a very special treat at the end of the podcast. And Susan, to your point about all the bright, shiny objects, you know, I think authors are always looking for any kind of creative idea to get the word out about their book. And early on, my uh, marketing person at my publisher, Kristen France, who's the VP of sales and marketing at Barrett Kohler Publishers, she said, hey, Becky, did you know people are commissioning songs for their books? You should consider, you know, investing in a song for your book. And I kind of like laughed and nodded and moved on. Well, then after my book came out, my best friend from high school, who I'm in touch with daily, who I mentioned in the acknowledgments to my book, her name is Jamie. She's a speech language pathology professor um, at Illinois State University. And Jamie sent me a song that she wrote. And she said, you know, it's silly and fun and goofy. I can't get it out of my head. So uh, we decided that we would share the song with you on this episode of the podcast. So just keep listening. Jamie's song is coming up next. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it makes you smile the way it made me smile. And before we get to the song, though, Susan, could you let folks know if they want to learn more about you, about your podcast, about your business and your work in the world and about your books? uh, How can they find out everything about Susan Friedman? Absolutely. Uh, well, first, I'd like to give them all a gift as well. You know, we're, we're talking about value gifts. And 
If they go to brainstormwithsusan.com, they can set up a 20-minute session with me and we can absolutely nail uh, their niche and their message in that time, believe it or not. And if we can't, I'll, I'll make sure that we do. Any event. Otherwise, uh, do listen to Book Marketing Mentors dot com to get a wealth of information um, from other experts just like Becky and my publishing company Aviva Publishing and that's avivapubs.com and maybe you put all of this in the show notes because I'm sure people can't get all this information but please if you want to take me up on a 20-minute free session where we'll just talk about your stuff brainstormwithsusan.com Perfect. And we will definitely get all of those links into the show notes. As always, thank you for listening to the Book Marketing Action Podcast. And if I can be of any help to you, please feel free to reach out via email. I'm Becky at weavinginfluence.com and stay tuned for the song. Becky Robinson wrote a book and you, my friend, should read it. Do you have a message and idea or Does your idea need a soft landing? That is why you should be handing out copies to everybody you know. Maybe some people you don't also know. Becky Robinson wrote a book, and you, my friend, should read it. Do you have a message, an idea, or a cause? That's why you'll need it. listening. If you enjoyed this episode or have been enjoying our show, please consider leaving us a review. And as always, if you have any questions, please feel free to email Becky at becky at weavinginfluence.com.